and we are rolling. Welcome to the Microbudget Independent Filmmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Zaina Thyris. My favorite thing about this podcast is that I've created a workbook for each season. So in season one's workbook, you'll get a working example of a script breakdown from one of my scripts that I wrote and produced. You'll also get a blank budget template that I use and a list of my go-to micro-budget resources that I use for nearly every film. You guys can email ztpmifpodcast at gmail.com if you want the workbook. It's only $10. So let's just get to it. What is production? First of all, what is a producer? Let's talk about what a producer is because a lot of people confuse this with being a creative A lot of people think that this is a really creative, really fun role. Production is actually fun to me, but it is rooted in logistics. A producer's role is not a creative role. So I think writers can benefit from this podcast. I think directors can benefit from this podcast. I think actors who want to create their own content can benefit from this podcast. But we have to take off our creative hat and we need to put on our logistics hat because production is all about being the business of your film. So here is what, here's how I define a producer. A producer is the person who takes ideas on paper and turns them into tangible outputs. This role oversees every aspect of production from development to distribution. That includes contracts, budgeting, fund allocation, hiring crew, location scouting and booking, post-production oversight and distribution. So as a producer, you pretty much have a hand in all aspects of your production from the moment the script is finished all the way until it reaches the audience that you want it to reach. Okay, so that in a nutshell is producing. So let's get into the 10 commandments, as I like to call them, of micro-budget independent film production. These are the micro-budget producer rules that I live by. Number one, get out of your head that you're going to get rich being a micro-budget independent filmmaker. Let's just establish that right now. If you are listening to this podcast thinking that you are going to walk away with the tools to make multi-million dollar films or revenue from your micro-budget films, this is not the podcast for you, okay? Here, we don't prioritize the dollar. This is not what this podcast is about. So rule number one, we're doing this because we love creating. We create films because we love to create films. Nothing more, nothing less. Number two, stop trying to make everything a blockbuster. I say this to filmmakers all the time. They are, they are depressed because they can't get their scripts off the ground and they have these million dollar ideas and there are these scripts with a helicopter and a car chase in the opening scene. And I'm like, you don't have the funds for that. And just being real, crowdfunding is hard. Asking strangers for money to make art is hard. So if you go into the uh, approach of filmmaking with only writing scripts with the resources that you have available to you, that is going to make your life a lot easier as a filmmaker. That's going to allow you to consistently create content, okay? So stop trying to make everything a blockbuster, Write scripts according to the resources that you have immediately available to you. What is the most incredible thing that that you can do in one room with two characters? Everybody knows people who are actors. You know, if you have an apartment, 
if you if you have access to an office space at your job, what can you film there? You know, that's how you have to think as a micro-budget independent filmmaker. Rule number three, collaboration is the key to success. This is a huge one, you guys. Collaborating across is so important. When you go to film festivals, and, and when I screen my films at festivals and I have a line of filmmakers after the screening to come and talk to me, and they're, oh, I'm a gaffer, oh, I'm a writer, oh, I'm a this, I make sure to stay in touch with those people because collaboration is how you actually build your film tribe and continue to create work. It is okay to collaborate on a micro-budget film where there is little to no money involved. And that's, that's tough for some people. We're going to get into the micro-budget hacks later in the season and what um, incentives can be outside of monetary compensation. But collaboration, people really need to be open to collaborating with other filmmakers and people who are looking to grow their portfolio. Which leads me into rule number four, prioritizing the portfolio. Work with filmmakers who really want to build work specifically for their portfolio. The short film that I wrote and produced and directed for $100 on Amazon Prime, it's called Hourglass. I collaborated with filmmakers who were looking for work for their reels as actors, actresses. I collaborated with filmmakers who needed an experimental short film for their film class. I collaborated with filmmakers who worked at uh, production houses and wanted to test out some of the gear. You know, we all got something out of it because we all were prioritizing having a piece of work for our portfolio. If you're in film school, that is the best place to start collaborating. Your classmates are your film crew. You need to collaborate with people who are in school to be writers, who are in school to be directors, who are in school to be editors. Collaborate across the board with your classmates. Um, film festivals, that is another amazing, another amazing place to meet independent filmmakers because they're all there for one reason. We're there because we love films. We're there to screen our work. There's a lot of smaller scale festivals that really showcase the work of micro-budget independent filmmakers. And it's important to be in spaces with those people. Um, film screenings. There's a lot of different film screenings that happen outside of festivals, which is another great place to meet independent filmmakers. Start prioritizing um, networking events and screenings and film festivals and taking the time to be in spaces with other filmmakers that you can collaborate with. Okay, rule number five. This is my favorite one on my, on my Ten Commandments list, actually. Rule number five, you can have a full-time job and still be a filmmaker. The two are not mutually exclusive. I started filmmaking in 2015, and I've had a full-time job since I was 16 years old. I have never not been working full-time. It's really about um, looking at your full-time job as your primary investor in your independent films. And the beautiful thing is when you are working uh, and when you do have a consistent source of income, you are not relying on your art to, to sustain you. 
And that's when you can take your time on projects. That's when you can have as much creative freedom as you want to with your projects. Because again, you're not prioritizing the dollar. Your job is taking care of your basic needs. So you can focus on creating art for the sake of creating art. While I was in graduate school, I was working full-time as an office coordinator. And after graduate school, I got into the advertising business, uh, working as a content producer. And that's where I'm at now. My film work has always been a hobby. My film work has always been um, passion projects. It's always been because I love creating work. I love producing work. And that is okay. That's exactly what this podcast is about. There are very practical ways to be a filmmaker. Rule number six, stop prioritizing the creative and neglecting the logistics of your production. I talk to so many independent filmmakers who want to who want to spend majority of their budgets on things like uh, a really expensive lens or a really expensive camera and will neglect things like properly feeding their cast and crew or or having production insurance. Um, as a micro budget independent filmmaker, you have to prioritize the logistics of your production as much as you prioritize the creative because prioritizing logistics will allow you to have a very buttoned up production and allow you to save time. And then that in turn will allow you to save money. So make sure that you are prioritizing the logistics of your production. Rule number seven, as a producer, you have to get used to the fact that at some point you will be the bad guy. It just is what it is. As a producer, you are surrounded by creatives meaning you're surrounded by people who see the end result without considering the road that it takes to get there. So as the producer, you have to be comfortable with saying, no, I don't have the budget for this prop. Or, hey, we need to cut back on, the, on this gear. We need to look at our equipment list. We need to, to, to look at our, our budget and, and reevaluate. You have to say, no, we don't have time to get these three extra shots because we have to be out of this location within the hour to avoid overages. You have to say, no, we don't have time to extend this editorial timeline or we're going to miss this uh, film festival submission date. You have to be okay with saying no. You have to be okay with level setting the team. You have to be okay with being the bad guy. That's just the reality of this role. Rule number eight. Your production schedule drives your production. This, you guys, if I had hair, it would be gray because this drives me nuts as an independent filmmaker. When I talk to, to filmmakers about their projects and they're, they're telling me these, you know, about these amazing scripts and amazing stories. And I'm like, well, where, where are you in the production process? And, you know, it just goes into a spiral of, of where they are and what happened and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to get. And I'm like, okay, well, what's your targeted ship date? You know, when are you, when is your production slated to be complete? And they look at me like I ask them like <laughs> this, this insane question, have a targeted ship date. Your production schedule should outline every aspect of your production. Your ship date drives your entire production team. And it also keeps you from tailspinning into months and months and even years of unnecessary planning, unnecessary filming, unnecessary just headache. Without a set ship date, you are inevitably signing up to waste people's time. 
Rule number nine, and this may sound like a contradiction to rule number eight, but it's actually not <laughs> because the best producers are able to do both. Rule number nine, be flexible, okay? One of the best producers that I've ever worked with, uh, she told me that producing is very gray. Things change, uh, things come up. Nothing ever goes as planned, especially with an independent micro-budget production. So it's important that you are flexible in your approach, but that you keep your team moving in the same direction and, and have them all rolling with the punches, okay? So it's important to have a production schedule. It's important to have a targeted ship date. And when things change, you want to make sure that you are flexible enough to adapt and bring your entire team along with you. And rule number 10, have fun, okay? We're not saving lives. I know, I know people love to look at being productive as being busy. You know, everything doesn't have to be a fire drill. Make sure that throughout the production process of making micro-budget independent films because you like making films and collaborating with other micro-budget independent filmmakers that this is something that is fun. Never neglect your logistics. It's okay to be a very buttoned up producer, but have fun in this process. So we've gone over the role of a micro-budget film producer, and we've identified my top 10 rules for micro-budget independent filmmaking. Next episode, we are going to get into identifying the elements of your script and doing script breakdowns properly. That is all I have for this episode. Thanks for listening. This podcast is geared towards people who prioritize creating art. That can be creating art as a hobby, okay? You don't have to be aspiring to be a professional dancer to take a dance class and enjoy taking a dance class. You don't have to be looking to make filmmaking a full-time career in order to learn how to make films and make films of your own. This podcast is really geared towards people who want to be nimble and scrappy in their approach and utilize the resources they have to create work because they love creating films. Don't forget, season one has a workbook that includes a script breakdown example, a blank budget template that I use, and my micro-budget filmmaking resources. You guys can email ztpmifpodcast at gmail.com if you want the workbook. It's only $10.